listening to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, <laughs> fifth wheelers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. I love making fun of myself. When you, I, do, you do a good job I of it. screw up the opener. Uh, they have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. I feel like that part gets... It's just like, oh, a little thing that I throw in there. RV warranty forever. For your whole life. Not like 100,000 miles. Well, not even your life. It's life. It's life, yeah. Yeah. You pass that baby on. That warranty's going with Generation it. to generation. This RV is third generation RV, baby. <laughs> yeah. RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before, and you can find out more at Mid-America rv.com definitely go check them out they are a great sponsor of the show also like honestly just some kick-ass rvs we've done some shows from in there before from like we'll go out to the lot with josh and he'll put us in an rv and we'll do like the radio show from in there we've i've done podcasts from there before every time i'm in one of those rvs i think why don't i just live in one see i've legitimately thought that Mm -hmm. like i could yeah I mean, would the space be a little tight? Yeah. But you could also just go wherever you want. Exactly. Now, first, you'd have to learn how to drive it. But that's not a hard thing to do. No. Once you get it figured out, you're good to go. And then you can park that bad boy just about anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. And you're set. You got a bed. You got two baths. Why work from home when you could live in Yellowstone? Seriously. See ya. I'll just call in from there. Don't mind me. <laughs> Mobile podcast. Yeah. Yellowstone big country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are going to get into a lot of football today. Obviously, it's Monday. Uh, we have Sunday football to recap. We have Saturday football to recap. But we're going to start with the good parts of the NFL because obviously uh, there's a lot of bad to talk about as well. We are still Chiefs fans, correct? Yeah. Checking in. Still, Oh, 100% still Chiefs fan. Same. It but just I have, hurts a little more today. But I have a lot to say. Uh, so we're going to start with the good because we're positive. I'm, I'm stealing a play out of your playbook. Hey, how's it pos- feel? Positivity first. Uh, I'm just dead inside. So you a little positive matter. Peter? A little positive Peter what? today. That's that's assault, brother. I just made that up. Positive. Ooh, maybe mm. not. You can't do Peter's that. Peter's the wrong name. Yep. I see where you went there. Yeah. Here we go. That's not what Paul. I meant. Mm-hmm. Positive Paul. That's a good one. Because Peter's another name for Yep. You know. Yeah. Pedro. Yikes. Anyway, good football last night. Uh, The 49ers and the Packers game was very exciting. And I know there was a lot leading up to it to like the Aaron Rodgers drama of where he, he wanted to be in San Francisco. Like I understand why this was drummed back up because they were playing one another, but like all this news that came out last week, there was a reason why we didn't talk about it. It's yeah. all old news. Like we already knew all of this shit that was going on <laughs> in the Aaron Rodgers wanted to be a 49er. And then he comes out and absolutely amazing game. I, I think that last couple minutes in the fourth quarter, uh, you see the 49ers driving down the field with three timeouts left, but they're still like, they're going to the huddle and they're not using these timeouts. They're not even like trying to get out of bounds. Yeah. And you realize that they are honestly trying to milk as much clock as they can. And then with 37 seconds left, they score 
and I know a lot of people did tweet it, and I think that maybe they were kind of being a little bit funny of like, oh, you left too much time. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out they actually did. 37 seconds left. No timeouts on the clock. I do not like Aaron Rodgers, but I'm not stupid. He is such a good quarterback. But I also feel like a lot of the attention needs to go to Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows he's the primary target. 12 receptions, 132 yards, mm-hmm. and one touchdown. Had like 18 targets and 12 catches. And the thing is, it's just like you can't stop him. Like, even that last drive, you leave him wide. He find, I shouldn't even say you leave him wide open. He just he finds a way to wide get open. open. Mm-hmm. But like even earlier in the game, just the passes from Aaron Rodgers along the sideline that only in the ball's place where only Devontae Adams can catch it, it's so impressive. It, it really and is. In like five to six years from now, we're going to look back and be like, man, that connection – was deadly and I hope everyone is appreciating it as much now as we will in the future because like we're literally witnessing history between those two like, yeah it's awesome it Aaron Rodgers obviously is very good he deserves a lot of the credit last night for keeping his composure running the offense the way that he did but for me watching that last sequence in the 37 seconds there mm-hmm. to me that was all Devontae Adams oh like, yeah. those throws were pretty good but Rodgers wasn't making like those weren't throws that you know, the 32 other quarterbacks can't make. I, I They can't. Like, do those quarterbacks have the composure to, you know, stay calm in the pocket and make those throws? Maybe not. But for Devontae Adams, uh, you said it a little bit there, everybody knew who he was targeting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we were like, oh, better keep an eye on Tunyon as well or whoever else is that receiver. Yeah. It was they're going to get the ball to Devontae Adams. Yep. And they did twice, right in the middle of the field. Like, they run that little prevent defense that prevents – Absolutely nothing. It is a dog shit defense. I don't know why anybody runs it. I, I've been wondering that for freaking years. I don't remember the last time I saw somebody go prevent defense and they're like, hey, that worked. Good job, us. We prevented what? <laughs> yeah. A touchdown, but you allowed 30 yards? Yeah, and you now they're just kicking allow a field goal? these teams to get in field goal range, yep. which is exactly what the Packers needed last night. And again, Devontae Adams, two huge catches with 37 seconds left on the clock. Uh, they run in Mason Crosby. He hits like a 51-yarder, yeah. something crazy like that. That was a really good kick, too, that uh, I think that, you know, even Rodgers, like, celebrated a little bit. He spikes the ball, uh, celebrates a little bit. Like, that 51-yarder is not a gimme. No. That's a tough kick, and he comes in, makes the kick. Uh, the Packers win the football game. Uh, I believe we had both picked the Packers to win that game. Mm-hmm. But it was a, It was kind of surprising that it was so close. And I even thought – uh, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play bad. In that no, game. I mean, he definitely earned another week of starting, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, Trey Lance comes in there at the end of the second quarter. Yep. Uh, gets a little package. <laughs> yeah, a little, like, what, one, two-yard rush for a touchdown there. I guess that's how they're going to use this man. Um, he's got two touchdowns on the season, so I guess uh, that's okay. Uh, but you're happy if you're a Packers fan. They looked bad in week one. I don't. I, there's no easy way to say it. They looked bad in week one, but... The past two weeks, the Packers have looked very good, and they come away with another win over, I don't know if they're a rival, but it's pretty damn close. It feels like it's becoming one of those, if it's not if it it's not already. It used to be when I was a kid. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's come back then, mm-hmm. because the last couple times they've played, it feels like the 49ers have kind of gotten the best of them. Yeah, like, I mean, even usually in, in an NFC Championship game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was, it was nice to watch that game and for it to be competitive and for it to kind of go back and forth. We're getting very spoiled with these primetime games. Yeah. Except for the, like the Thursday night ones. Well, yeah, that's whatever. It was still decent. We got to see Davis Mills. Oh, long neck Mills. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we talked about that. 
His, his I coach put out a just, tweet that like did not get the recognition it should have gotten. What'd you say? It was the Billy Madison gif when he's shaking that kid's long ass neck, and I compared it to Davis Mills, and it just it got like two likes. Okay, I did see that actually. It was good. He's good. I, I, hopefully, I was one of the likes. You LOL'd. I did. When you saw, I I remember. Uh, you yeah. should probably also address that you're not 100 percent today. No, I'm not, and I'm you sorry. Kind of look like shit, didn't you? <laughs> Hey, I really appreciate that. You really know how to make a guy feel special. Flu game. That's it. You know what I mean? I, I got to do what I can to help the team here, and I'm going to do my part. And then directly after this, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go get uh, – nope, I got medicine. <clears throat> <laughs> it's not that, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm going to go take a fucking nap, though. <laughs> yeah. But this is my flu game. This is my flu episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just swab it up or whatever. It's, it's not COVID, though, I swear. Oh, okay. Like maybe it's not till it is. Uh, also, another great game, and I think we can stop having the discussion of who's the best kicker of all time, because yeah. my guy Justin Tucker, I've been saying it for years that he's uh, honestly like one of my favorite players in the league. I think the gap between him and the next best guy all time might be the biggest gap at any position. Like it, Tom Brady at quarterback, Justin Tucker at kicker. The dude is absolutely bananas good. 66-yarder. Not only is that a record, the longest field goal ever kicked in NFL history, he did it to win the goddamn game. Yep. Put some respect on this man's name. Uh, I, I know that I've had many discussions with multiple Colts fans of like, oh, Adam Vinatieri, get out of here. <laughs> Vinatieri couldn't hit from 66 yards if he got to kick it twice. Yeah, I mean, the fact that this dude can crow hop a kick and fucking make it, like you said, to end a game, incredible. Now, you got a good setting to do it into inside of a dome. Mm-hmm. People might hold that against him, but I'm not going to. That's 66 yards. Yeah. That's on the other side of the 50-yard line. <laughs> Correct. That's insane. <laughs> I mean, and a lot of people will say, like, oh, you're kicking in a dome. It's not as difficult. You also don't have that wind aid. Like, you know, mm-hmm. some of these super long field goals, it, you have the wind at your back, so you get a little bit of aid from the wind. Or any field goal that's ever been kicked at Mile High Stadium. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just easier to kick field goals there. Yep. So, I mean, throw those out the window. Now, too. the thing is, is I mean, what was the record before? Like 64? I think it was 64. I mean, you break that by two yards. It's got to be tough for someone else to take like a 68 or 70-yard mm-hmm. field goal. I, mean, I know. If you got guys actually truly hitting 70-yard field goals. Right. And I know Tucker's one. Yeah. Who, like, he'll put out some videos, and it's like, this is from 72. We've seen Harrison Bucker do it, too. Right. He's got a cannon of a leg. Mm-hmm. Just. Yeah. To do it in a game is different, though. Even I, I heard in pregames, he was like, yeah, I was short from 65 when I was trying it then. Mm-hmm. But then in the game, adds that little crow hop, like you said, mm-hmm. which I did think was cool. And it gets a little extra power on it. And then for it to hit the upright and then bounce back in was great i did hear some lions fans talking about it and from their angles like oh god he missed oh nope it went in the net <laughs> like that just up and down emotion of oh we, shit, won. we won we beat the ravens yep. uh to oh shit that was the no, longest field not. goal ever kicked uh, so <laughs> that's cool that you got to witness it at least and you yeah. know for the lions i keep saying that they're better than you know their record that they're not actually that bad like they might lose every game but they're gonna be in Almost every game. I mean, I know last week when we did the, you know, the worst 0-2 team, I picked the Colts. You We do it again this week. The best 0-3 team is the Detroit Lions. And I know mm-hmm. I said it last week, too. Of We've seen them play, like, a quarter football. We've seen them play two quarters of football. 
it felt like this week they played the three quarters of football. Now, granted, they only scored in the second half, but in doing so, you went all the way down to the wire with the Baltimore Ravens. And, yes, they're beat up, but you just saw them beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And you come in this week, and it's like, we don't care at all. We're going we're gonna to do our best. And our guy Duffy said it last night to me. He's like, the Ra- the Lions bit off every kneecap of the Ravens except the one that mattered most, and it was Justin Tucker. <laughs> Justin Tucker, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> that's amazing. Again, props yeah. goes to Duffy. I'm not stealing that from him. Yeah, so. I mean, it's true, though. Cite my references. For Dan Campbell, like, he does have these guys fighting to win football games. Yeah. Whereas I, for the last 10 years in Detroit, <laughs> they've just been a laughing stock. Yep. You know, even when they had Matt Stafford at quarterback, like they still they couldn't win games. They weren't in a lot of games. So this, like, I don't really believe in moral victories, but the Lions got one. Yeah, they got two of them in my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, other teams that are not celebrating the moral victories are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we were talking about them last week as a team that, you know, if they can get past the Rams, see them running the table. We can stop that conversation because they did not get past the Rams. Uh, L.A. wins this game 34-24. to 24. Uh, It's not a moral victory, but it, I do think that it's almost like a wake-up game for Tampa Bay. No not joke. that they were playing like complacent or poorly, but it was like, a, oh, you know, we do have to bring it every week. It's just it's a little bit of a humbling experience, which could be bad news for the rest of the NFL. It could also be bad news that the Rams look very good themselves with Matt Stafford at 343 yards and four touchdowns yesterday. Uh, I know that because he's on my fantasy team. And also, Cooper Cup, also on my fantasy team. Nine catches, 96 yards, two more touchdowns. That's one hell of a duo. Like, I figure yeah. those two, like, I drafted them uh, intentionally. It wasn't like they fell to me. Those were two guys I targeted. I, I figured they would have a good season. I didn't think they would be, like, the number one duo outside of probably Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I mean, it's become ridiculous at this point. And the other terrifying part about this with the Rams is the amount of fun that they're having. People might hear that and be like, why the hell is that scary? Because they're enjoying this so much that it's like, we don't care if we mess up. It's like, hey, we know we're going to make up for it. And they do again and again. And that defense is all over the place. Gave Tom Brady hell. That offense can get down the field at absolute will without even a freaking running game. Matthew Stafford's like, right. don't even worry about it. I never mm-hmm. had one of these. I know how to handle this situation. Yeah, Sony Michelle nice had 20 carries, but they never really got anything going with him. And so. it's just like, Matthew Stafford's like, it's just nice to have more than one weapon. Yeah, these receivers are actually really yeah. good. Like, do you guys know that? Uh, yeah, uh, we do know that. But it was it was a very good game. But I do think that, you know, for Tampa Bay, we talked about how great their defense was. They, I mean, they got torched by Matt Stafford. Yeah. They couldn't get to him. And even if, you know, they did, they were still completing passes. I mean, only one sack on the day for him. And also the defense played really well. I, I think this was just an all-around great victory for the Rams. It's still very early in the season. I'm not sitting here, like, uh, crowning their ass the Super Bowl <laughs> champs. But they do look like a team that, I mean – you're going to do your power rankings later this week. Yep. I would assume that the Rams are going to be up there. Like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that great offense that they have, only able to score 24 points. I the mean, great defense that they have gave up 34 points. And as much as we've talked about, and I know you tweeted this last night with the Washington defense, and I know we're going to talk about that here in a little bit, as much as that was supposed to be praised, so was this Tampa Bay's defense. And we've seen other teams just like the Cowboys. They can move the ball down the field. Yep, they play like true. a prolific offense. <clears throat> They're having a hard time slowing them down. 
And I know they dealt with that with Kansas City last year and the regular season. And when it came to the time that mattered most, they completely took care of business. But, like, right now, this early in the season, I know we're three weeks in, it's not looking that good for Tampa Bay's defense. No, it's really not. And, uh, you know, the part secondary, of it, I should say that. Yeah, part of it is also that if you're scoring points quickly, and Brady still threw for like 400 yards. Yeah. But the only 24, touch, or 24 points yesterday did look um, – you just expected them to be close. I mean, they lost by 10 points. And I'm not trying to be like Debbie Downer on the Buccaneers or like rub it in. That's a that's a lot of points to lose by in the NFL. Yeah. Especially yeah. for a team that, you know, last week you and I were talking about, they might go undefeated. <laughs> like losing by 10 points when you're that good of a team, you got your ass kicked. Yeah. And, and I mean, <laughs> the Rams kind of set the tone too because, I mean, the hit that they had on Rob Gronkowski completely Oh, my gosh. I was driving – at the time that that happened, uh-huh. it sounded like he was murdered. Oh, like yeah. Like, the, the broadcasters on the radio were even talking about, like, Tom Brady, you can just tell he feels super bad about what he just did to Rob Gronkowski. I'm like, what happened? Because like, usually you just see people hit Gronk, and he doesn't go down like that. But this guy just wrapped him up and drilled him into the earth. Yeah. It, but, I mean, he was able to come back. Yeah. In the game. I mean, and he's a guy that we were just talking about last week as well. It's like, he actually looks like he's in really good shape this year. <laughs> and then he takes a shot like that. He doesn't wear a rib protector. Yeah. I didn't know that about him. He might next week. I guess a lot of receivers probably don't, but like, phew. Yeah, they're so uncomfortable, but like. Yeah. And you know, honestly, I played 1A high school football. Yes, sir. The one that I had did not do any good at all really no it was terrible uh it did like it's it felt like it spread out the hit so it wasn't just like one targeted area so instead of like one spot on your ribs hurting your whole midsection would hurt. <laughs> so like i don't it's like i don't know if that was better <laughs> or worse yeah. i'm also sure that like the technology over the last 15 years is better and the the nfl Equipment. Well, your rib protector better. probably didn't have any padding. It was like this just wraps around your ribs, and it's a hard plastic piece. Hope it doesn't dig in too hard. Yeah. Well, it is, Coach. Sorry about all the scratches it's going to leave on you, uh, since it is just a big chunk of plastic there. Um, I hope you make it through, bud. I'm going to be all right. You turn my mic off on the cough, so mm-hmm. we're uh, also teamwork. Uh, Cooper Cup, though. He is a guy that I've been talking about a lot lately, and. I, I usually do pick him up in my fantasy football drafts. I do. He's one of the guys that I hit on coming out of the draft. I said he was going to be good. He has been good. I pick him up almost every year in fantasy. So I'm very biased towards Cooper Cup. I do think that we need to start having to talk about he's one of the top receivers in the league. Does it look like he's gotten bigger? Yeah, and faster. Somehow. Yes, I don't. I don't get it. He's like six two, two hundred some pounds. It's like my God. I thought this dude was like a a five ten slot receiver. <laughs> it looks like he hit a growth spurt and then put on twenty pounds of muscle. Right. What it, you smoking, dog? It, he leads or the league. I should say in receiving yards this year. He has three hundred and sixty seven receiving yards through three games. Even over Devontae Adams in his game that he had last night. Yep. Devonte has three hundred nine yards. And Cooper Cup has 367 and five touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing at the beginning of the offseason that I was just going for Bobby Trees. Like, man, Robert Woods is going to have an incredible season. Little did we know that Cooper <laughs> Cup and Matthew Stafford are having breakfast every fucking day for like two hours just talking routes and like how to handle in-game situations. And now they're just the old best pals on the field. 
And and you Cooper can't Cup stop and Cooper Jared Cup. Goff were like super close too. I, the dude just must know how to talk to quarterbacks. Yeah, he's just a likable guy, I guess. <laughs> One of the best receivers in the league. And I mean, again, he's so much bigger than I think a lot of people realize, especially me. I think if we're being honest for a second, um, the fact that he's white kind of hurts his I, perception. That, 100%. You see him and you think, oh, this must be another Slot Scotty Miller type. Yep. He's not. This is Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. <laughs> right. Or, honestly, you look at him, he doesn't look like he would be fast. But he is. Uh, he's he's really he's breaking a lot of those stereotypes that we have in the NFL. I think that he's a top five receiver. Like so far this year, he definitely is. He's tied for the league uh, lead in receptions with mm-hmm. twenty five with Devonte Adams. He's number one in yards. He's number one in touchdowns. It's only three weeks, but I do think uh, this is a guy that we need to talk about. If he's probably a top five receiver in the I league, mean, I don't think he's going to be slowing down at all. Matthew Stafford left slowing on the ball, and there, right. again, there's other weapons on this offense that defenses have to respect. So he's gonna be finding openings. Yeah, he, I mean, he really he is a. A special player. I know that I'm a little biased because of all those things that I just said. And uh, moving on to some other teams that are also really good. The Buffalo Bills uh, in week one. We need. I, I need to go back and watch that game and be like, what the hell happened? Yeah. How did you lose to the Steelers and now you're blowing out everyone? I mean, with just absolute ease. And Josh Allen, I mean, hey, bub, welcome back. Yep. I think that might have been the problem week one is that he was just a little too excited. Like, I'm just going to throw the ball everywhere. Like, I'm, I'm not hitting my guys. <laughs> right. Now it's like, hey, I'm going to throw this ball at you 100 miles an hour, and I know you're going to catch it because you don't have a choice. I've seen it a million times. These, you know, kids come out of the locker room. They're so amped up. Yeah. By the end of warm-ups, they're exhausted. This guy's like. You used up all your energy. <laughs> yeah. That might have been uh, Josh Allen in week one. It might have been. It was like, hey, I'm throwing this ball 50 yards. Like, my bad. I threw it 70. I was just, I thought you were going to be so much further down the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he looked he looked great yesterday. He's our player of the day today. Uh, not only did he throw for 358 yards and four touchdowns, he also added another touchdown on the ground. I mean, five touchdowns for this guy. No sacks, no interceptions. He, I worried about him, honestly, uh, taking that next step or sustaining what he did last year. Yep, I was it right does there, look yeah. like it's sustainable. That wasn't like a one-year almost like a fluke not a fluke thing but like he's duplicating it he's doing it again and I thought maybe he would have a bit of a down year this year and he's just he's not um you know Cole Beasley goes off yesterday Emmanuel Sanders had some great catches too and even with you know Stephon Diggs had six catches for 62 yards but you can tell he's spreading the ball out everywhere well and it, that Buffalo offense looks really good. I mean, even with Dawson Knox, and like the fact that you have to worry about a tight end now, along with Stephon Diggs, oh, and then there are two other receivers who run great routes and can get open underneath and then go make things happen after the catch, that's something to worry about with this offense. And this is a team who's having a redemption season after their poor performance in the AFC Championship game because they got all the way there, and it's just kind of like, eh, well, not necessarily that they've like just folded, but it was just a bad game, and they kind of lost composure, and then the Chiefs were able to just kind of end the game that way in the AFC Championship game. Now, man, I'm saying games like 20 times. I'm driving myself nuts. I'm tired of saying the word game. They play games. They do. And in this game, they just completely annihilated Washington. And I know mm-hmm. we've talked about their defense, and I know you tweeted this, so I don't want to take it away from you, but that defense for Washington did not do anything to Josh Allen. It did not disrupt him right. in one way at all. No, I don't even know if they pressured him. 
I don't. So is the defensive <laughs> line just not living up to it, or is the offensive line for Buffalo really good all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah, I, and that's definitely a storyline to watch going forward. Uh, obviously, very early in the season, we're only week three right now, but I do think that there are a couple guys who we've kind of mentioned here who are almost already starting to separate themselves as MVP candidates. A lot of season left, but I do think that there are a couple guys like Matt Stafford, who's been playing great, Josh Allen, who we just talked about. I still think Aaron Rodgers is up there, and also Kyler Murray. It feels like those, to me, those are the four guys where it's like, okay, this might be a four-man race, at least for now. A lot can change over the course of a season. Like, especially starting next week, too. I yeah. mean, this year, last time, we were like Russell Westbrook, or sorry, Russell Wilson going to be the MVP. And we thought the same thing with Kyler. You know, like that's what the Cardinals specialize in. That first four weeks of the season, mm-hmm. whoo who's going to stop this team? themselves that's who <laughs> cliff and kingsbury so, will <laughs> like we were just talking about josh allen to start of week one i was like okay are we gonna see the version of josh allen that we saw a couple years ago where he's inconsistent week to week last year he was consistent all the way through it was awesome this year week one hiccup kyler murray it's the same storyline how is he gonna look next week how is he gonna look after that because their schedule starts to get really tough for arizona because they play the rams and then san francisco and then cleveland <clears throat> yeah this could be a situation where i was a year early with the Kyler Murray, like yeah. I really expected it last year for him to take a huge leap. Maybe he is this year, or maybe like we saw last year, you start getting to him, he starts getting a little, you know, a couple hits, little dings there, little dings there, and the next thing you know, he's not playing as well. I, I do think that's what happened with him last year. So again, still early, but I do think that those four have looked really good so far. Uh, I'm still kind of rooting for Matt Stafford again, I am too. fantasy team. Uh, and also just had some wild predictions about him preseason. So this is one of those things where it's like, I want him to do it because I want to be right. <laughs> so I find myself rooting for the Rams. Even like, I don't obviously don't have anything against Tom Brady. Mm. Kind of like the guy. Yeah. I'm not like sour towards the Buccaneers because of the Super Bowl either. But I do, I kind of found myself rooting for the Rams. And the amount of attention game. that he's going to get in L.A. is just absurd. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even yesterday, LeBron was there, Carmelo Anthony was there, Dre was, Dr. Dre was there. Yeah, and that's gonna be like that every single week. And now the Chargers, they look good with Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, that stadium's gonna be rocking. And I don't know if you're watching on TV, but it was so freaking loud. Too. It was. It feels like so many of these stadiums, and Maybe they get like that DJ on the mic too, yeah. where it's like touchdown Cooper Cup, <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa. I can't it was wait until we TV. start streaming this. I felt like that was pretty good, though, <laughs> even with the old raspiness of my voice, man. You're not afraid to mimic an announcer. Not at all. How about all. this one, though? Other announcers. Sorry for the sniff under that. God bless Gus Johnson. Oh, my God. This man is a I, magnet for big I plays. I love intimidating. Like, I shouldn't even say intim- What's the word? Imitating him. I almost said intimidating. <laughs> I'm not intimidating shit. Him. He intimidates me. But imitating him... Like on the touchdown play, we're like, oh my God, Agnew's breaking loose. There he goes. It is incredible. And I'm just on my couch, like, oh my God. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Like, look it's at this the, shit. The only thing that makes watching the Cardinals and Jaguars exciting. But it, <laughs> it was a super cool play. I know a lot of people are talking about it uh, today. Gus Johnson makes that play. Like, it's 109 yards. You don't yeah. see that often. They didn't, they didn't really do anything spectacular. I mean, and listen to anybody talk about it today. It's, you know, there are no athletes on the kicking team. That is a bunch of linemen, a long snapper, a punter who's probably your holder, and a kicker. 
if you miss that kick, like you should be returning it 109 yards. But Gus Johnson on that call, just once again, man. What game did he call Saturday? Uh, Do you know off the top of your head? If you don't, it's It's fun. that big noon kickoff game. Who was it? I don't even remember. It's fine that you don't know, but the reason I asked is because I was watching some games on Saturday, and they showed a highlight clip of the game he was calling, and they had to, like, you couldn't mute Gus Johnson. You couldn't yes. get his voice quiet enough uh-huh. for the guy who was trying to give you the highlights of it. It was like, hey, man, like, we got to find a way to get Gus Johnson to calm down because right. he was over yelling you, <laughs> and you're trying to do your best. Yeah, I, I was watching that, too. I don't remember, again, Saturdays are It like wasn't Wisconsin-Notre Dame, was it? I kind of think it was, but I think it was. I think yeah, but yeah, the other guys calling it like go to the highlight and they're like, hey, you're gonna have to speak up if you're gonna <laughs> try to talk over Gus Johnson. But so many people just giving him shout outs and credit, like yep. you know, dudes from ESPN or ABC, like Adam Schefter and Ian Rapport, like getting notifications yeah. is like they're talking about an announcer here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and usually you don't see that. You don't see somebody you know from ESPN being like, man, that Gus Johnson over at Fox, he's just really killing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you do with him. It's just that, that mutual respect that he has. I love him. I know I saw some people that I follow were like, I, I don't even understand how people can like Gus Johnson. How that, can you know? That was almost an immediate unfollow. <laughs> Block. <laughs> yeah, you are dead to me. You didn't get unfollowed or blocked, but your ass got muted. Full <laughs> show. I don't care about your thoughts on anything else. Uh huh. It definitely like issued a warning. Like if this <laughs> happens again, you will be blocked. I will not stand for any Gus Johnson slander on my timeline. And I don't blame you for that. No. And we also have last little piece: Eagles Cowboys tonight. Peyton and Eli broadcast. Hey-o. I think this one's going to be really exciting. Uh, last week, who was it? Ravens Lion? No, that was this weekend. Yeah. Uh. Lions Packers. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Boring game. Eagles Cowboys, bit of a rivalry. Uh, you get that young Cowboys offense against Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Like, I'm actually pretty excited about this one. And I usually don't get excited about uh, watching games that aren't my team. Especially this matchup, because I feel like, man, they get every primetime. Like, the Eagles and yeah. Cowboys are always mm-hmm. on primetime. But I get it because those markets are huge and everyone wants to watch them, especially this year because the Cowboys' defense is actually making plays this season. And they're, they're mixing things up, like mm-hmm. Micah Parsons playing a little defensive end. And I'm excited to see the Mannings talk about uh, Jalen Hurts as well. Kind of like, mm-hmm. what do we see from him that yeah. there was questions about in Al- at Alabama mm-hmm. and then his transition to Oklahoma and then how yeah. he's carried that over to the NFL to be the starting guy. Is he read, reading defenses the right way, making the checks at the line of scrimmage, and then getting everyone involved? That's what I'm most excited about to see tonight. All right, and don't forget about our great sponsors too, Gunspot, gunspot.com. Hop in there for all your guns and ammo needs. They have those great no-reserve auctions where you can go and find collectible items that you're looking for. And all other rifles, handguns, whatever you're looking for, whatever you need uh, to get to and from the gas station safely. In Joplin, Missouri, they have it at Gunspot.com. Definitely uh, go create an account and check them out at Gunspot.com. Yep, and if you want to look cool while you're walking your new gun, be sure to go visit MyersMonroe.com. If you're new or, excuse me, in the area local, you can go to Pittsburgh and visit their store in Pittsburgh. Let me just go ahead and say that it? three times. I think it's in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Miners and Monroe. Not Pennsylvania. Yeah, but if Those you're not. Those two get confused They do, and uh, one has an H, one doesn't. I don't think a lot of people realize that either. We're yep. like, huh, wait, what? Pittsburgh Kings doesn't have an H on the end? It doesn't. Nope. But if you're not in the area, you can go to their website at minersmonroe.com. 
check out their cool merch and not even merch just clothing they got a lot of nice brands comfortable brands they're gonna make you look real good and then at the end of it use code mic'd up 10 for 10 percent off all right and we are going to get into the bad part of that's why i struggled through that ad read you I knew did. it was coming i did um i you, struggled just as bad as the chiefs have the last two weeks yep so and I'm you sorry. just saw it on the tv too it's like you know on sunday night i was able to forget and then waking up this morning that it's must like, be okay. nice just to forget. Mm-hmm. Well, I was writing last night, so like I was very occupied, mm. and I didn't have to talk about it. I could just forget. I could, you know, just be really involved with the football game that was on. So I put it out of my mind. I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat the fact that the Chiefs looked like shit yesterday. I mean, do you want me to come off as a fan? <laughs> or do you want me to come off as unbiased? Both. I, I'm fucking scared right now. This <laughs> as is a re- fan? Is that yes. you as a fan or unbiased? Yeah, yeah, as a fan, I'm scared. Like, Patrick Mahomes is throwing interceptions here in September. We're yeah. losing football games. And that's been the storyline, like, this whole year. It's like, ah, month of September, Chiefs don't lose football games, and Patrick Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over. What are we doing this mm-hmm. year? We're doing both of those things. And but it's Andy just like, Reid early in the season, it's <clears> like, oh, he's going to be so prepared for these teams. Yeah, and, and in fact, like, they are, and here's the thing, they're still in these games, but they're beating themselves. You know, it's not like the Chargers or the Ravens are coming in here and just kicking their ass. They were in the running game, and the Chargers were in the passing game at times. Like, Mike Williams, when that dude plays Kansas City, he's like, hey, I'm just going to turn it up a notch. And he does. Yeah, seven catches, 122 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, this guy is getting that Michael Thomas treatment, and I know their coach has said that, where he's like, hey, this is what we had in uh, New Orleans. This is what we got here. Mike Williams is going to be the Michael Thomas of the Chargers, and he has been. And well, he's and staying also Keenan Allen is so damn good. He had, like Man, he, only, I, he had eight receptions for fifty yards, but those eight receptions came in the biggest moments of the game. Right, and it's like the defensive backs. Like I, that's my biggest frustration with the Chiefs is that every big fucking down, it's like how are our corners going to fuck this up? And do you know how they do? Every damn time they let them get inside on a slant, and then our safeties are like, "Bro, what the hell?" And do you know who that safety is every fucking time? Daniel Swanson. It's like. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Just one time, just learn. They're probably going to run a slant here and just slide outside a little bit instead of running straight downhill. Yeah. I didn't it's know how long so, you wanted to keep It's going. just so <laughs> aggravating. And then you get on Twitter and everybody's like, man, they just keep attacking Nick Bolton. They keep attacking Nick Bolton. You're right. No, I've seen but a lot of that. But it's just like this guy, it's his third weekend. He's a rookie. He is, uh, let me say that one more time for people who might not know this. Nick Bolton is a rookie. Last year at this time, he was playing for Mizzou. You, and you think any rookie comes in in their first year is like, I'm going to be starting immediately? Absolutely not. I have been really impressed with Nick Bolton. I have as well. Which is why I, it is surprising to see so many people be like, oh my gosh, Nick Bolton again. Uh, he was brought in to be like that run-stuffing linebacker. And he has And been. he has been doing a phenomenal job at that. Is he like... He's a little bit of a liability in pass coverage. Yes, I get that. But, like, that's not what you brought him in to no. do. And, like, Willie Gay is coming off the IR this week. He was set on there to be three weeks. So, maybe he comes back this next week or misses a week of just kind of getting back in the swing of things. We'll see where he's at. But he's supposed to be your pass coverage linebacker who can get sideline to sideline as quickly as possible. Yeah, supposed to be. He also struggled to get on the field at times last year. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see what happens with him coming back. I did think that the Chargers looked Good. Like, to go into Arrowhead and win this game, that's tough to do. I mean, I know that they're sitting here one and two right now. But to go into Arrowhead and beat them, you know, there are a lot of Chiefs fans out there that 
are not believers in the Chargers. And I, I think a lot of eyes got opened yesterday to, oh, my God, this this might be a different team than we're used to It's seeing. not Philip Rivers Chargers anymore. No. Where you get to an end of a game and they got to march down the field and homeboy's throwing it up like 50-50 balls because he's getting pressured. And it gets an, and then there's an interception and the Chiefs are fine. And we go home like, ha-ha, thank you, Philip Rivers. Appreciate you. The Chiefs aren't even getting any, like, pass rush right now. No. Like, Chris Jones being on the outside, Frank Clark, I'm about done with that experiment. I appreciate what you did that first year helping the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. We're all there. And I've been trying to defend you. Like, man, it's just going to be a little bit. We just got to be healthy. How many effing hamstrings are you going to injure? <laughs> you only got two of them. Figure it out. <laughs> like, I'm so sick and tired of every other week. It's like, ah, you heard his other hamstring in practice today. You know who it reminds me of? Do you not fucking of? stretch? Do you not work out at all? It reminds me of D Ford. Yeah. 5-5 five, five ain't going to be offsides. 5-5 five, five ain't going to be on the fucking field. You have a lot of passion in your voice. I'm morning. just, yeah, and I'm sick. So <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this. And sick I know, and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, to go back to the offensive side of the ball, because as much as I'm shitting on the defense right here, they did their job when it mattered the most in that red zone. They were able to get the stop and get the off the, the offense the ball again. And how do they respond? Turnover. It was such an upside-down game. Because even Clyde Edwards-Alaire yesterday looked really good. Mm-hmm. And Rushed like that for over fumble, 100 yards. That fumble that he had. That's just one of those ones that anyone's going to fumble yeah, on. Yeah, what was it? Like somebody came through and put the sh- his shoulder right on the football? Yeah, and like, like as he's yeah. like rotating on a tackle and falling down. like mm-hmm. That's that's a hard one to be like, ah, hold, have a tighter grip on it. Like, yep. I get it. But after that, dude, I don't know if you noticed it, Melo, but he would tuck that ball right in the middle of his chest and he'd wrap his other arm <laughs> yep. around it and he was like, there ain't, ain't no <laughs> this chance. This is not about to happen <laughs> once again. I thought the Chargers also did a really good job of taking away Tyreek Hill, which is something that – Obviously, where we live, and we talked with a lot of Chiefs fans around here, people would tell you that that's impossible. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens, like, it wasn't I know yesterday. everyone says that every time the Chiefs lose, like, did this team give you the blueprint how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? The Ravens gave you the blueprint on how to cover Tyreek Hill and completely remove him from yeah. the game. Yeah, and that Chargers secondary looks so good. I mean, they're flying all over the field. They're so much, they're so fast. Mm-hmm. And good tacklers. Yeah. I don't remember seeing it, you know, a lot of times if there's a big play, I'm, like, closing my eyes and throwing my hands in the air and cursing. Yeah. So maybe I don't see all of them. But <laughs> it's like every time they got to the football, they didn't miss tackles. Mm-mm. I mean, we're talking against Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, all these guys. Uh, really, like, I know this segment Well, the is, one that they, they probably missed on was Demarcus Robinson because he doesn't run upfield. He likes to catch the ball and go, what way did this just come from? Bringing it back, Patty, just one second and I'll be there in a jippy. What is this, freaking Sandlot? can't throw you the ball, so I'm just going to run it in and put it in your hands. <laughs> That's right. mm, I cannot stand that guy anymore. Career year, my ass. That was last year. It was. My ass again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and McCall Hardman, you want to like, – Why can't this guy get some routes? Let's get him down the field. Like, McCall – or not McCall Hardman, excuse me. Demarcus Robinson, see you, bub. Have a nice seat over there on the bench. Yeah. And that 11 jersey. It is weird that they're not getting McCall more involved. Like, I just want him involved downfield. Like, give him some, I get what you're saying. Like, give him some chances in the game. Like, I know a lot of people probably say, like, oh, he didn't look good in practice, so why give him that opportunity? A lot of guys don't practice well. They're just not practice yeah. players. So, and they, give him some opportunities in the game, not just this little jet sweep pop pass. Because when he does stuff. get those, he makes the most of them, and he runs hard. And, like, that's what I like. I mean, let's yep. go to his rookie year when they played the Titans and Patrick Mahomes is coming back from an injury. He does that jump pass over the middle. Who's he hit? He hits uh, McCall Hardman, and then he, there's three defenders around him. He finds a little gap, and he just jets off. 
That's why he's got the nickname the Jet. The dude just gets out quickly. And I know you know this, but I, I think our listeners probably want to hear us say it. The Kansas City Chiefs are in last place of the yeah. AFC West. So, like, that's my fandom voice coming out. Now we're going to be realistic about this team. This is the first time since 2015 that they've been in last place in the AFC West. They mm-hmm. ended, I believe they ended up winning that division that year because they then went and run 11 straight games with Alex Smith. They started, like, 1-5. and five. And then they went and won 11 straight, went to the playoffs. I believe it was the year they beat the Houston Texans. It was like their first playoff win in 20-some years. And it was like, okay, hey, Kansas City's got it figured out. Here we go. And then it's just been dominant since then in the AFC West. Well, the rest of the teams in this division have caught up to you. Their defenses are fast and healthy. I mean, the Chargers are in third place. (laughs) Which is crazy. And, like, the Raiders are up there. Like, they just won another game. Derek Carr's playing. I mean, maybe we should have had him on the MVP list as well. Honestly, probably. He leads the league in passing. Man, that dude is just getting the ball down the field at will when he wants to. And that's something we saw, you know, what was it, three, four years ago before he broke his leg right before the playoffs. And so, I feel like he's finally returned to that level with John Gruden on offense. But Kansas City, like, they truly got to stop beating themselves and that's what they're doing right now I think they're going to be fine you're three weeks in there's a lot of season left to play there's a lot to figure out we want to go back to last year when we looked at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I know everyone had predicted them to win the Super Bowl but when you got about week eight or nine it was like man we're looking at Tom Brady not even realizing that there's fourth down like this team is not ready to go and then they get to the playoffs and they had close games all the way through but they, they figured out how to win football games because they went through all that adversity earlier in the year. That's exactly what Kansas City is doing right now. It just sucks that they've lost more games than they've won the first three weeks. There's, again, plenty of season left to figure this out. But at the same time, that goes to every other team in the NFL, and especially the other three teams that are leading well, in this division. Also the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah, uh, who after week one, uh, I thought that I was going to have to <laughs> take back some statements. I didn't think they were going to be very good. I know you had some really strong statements about them. They come out again yesterday. It's Ben Roethlisberger's not that guy. He, he's not going to be able to get it done. I don't know how many more starts he has in him. I mean, I can't imagine Mike Tomlin going back and watching that game, watching Ben Roethlisberger. Like it, in practice, Haskins, Rudolph, whoever you have back there has to be a better option. But the sad part is, I don't think they are. Like, yeah, unless even if it's, they are, it's not by much. Yeah, because the thing with Big Ben, it's like his legs, I, I'm, I know we've all seen the clip. He's got no legs. <laughs> Dan, you ain't got no legs. Totally messed up the accent there. But at the same time, I, I watched that play probably 10 to 15 times, and I don't know how he fell. It, it didn't look like he tripped on anything. He didn't stub his toe. It's like his legs said, hey, bub, we're done right the now. Like, best shape of your life? Nope. <laughs> yeah, this is it. His brain just didn't send the signal, and he just, like, falls. Is and that then, the like, same one where he throws into triple coverage? Uh, I didn't see where the ball went because the camera was just zoomed in on him. But, like, this was also my thing about Cincinnati – within the Cincinnati Bengals, excuse me, because they're not an awful football team. Like, that offense I mean, they're sitting there at two the and weapons. one. Yeah. Again, it's early in the year. Jamar Chase, a lot of people like to poke fun at him in the preseason. What do you mean you can't see the He's ball? can't good. catch it. He seen it. But he tricked us all. Uh, he did. He looked really good. Joe Burrow, uh, no, no one's talking about the knee Mm-mm. anymore. I, I thought that he looked really good. So, also, yeah, hats off to the Cincinnati Bengals. But, I mean, this is just a rough time for the Steelers. Um, I played against Najee Harris in fantasy this weekend. Me too. And I read the box score on the fantasy sheet, and it was like 14 carries, 40 yards, zero touchdowns, 38 points. 
I'm like, what the hell is happening? How does he have so many points? And he's not running the ball at all. Well, he was targeted 19 times yesterday. Uh, catches 14 for 102 yards. No touchdowns. I, I knew he could catch the ball. I knew that was going to be a part of their offense. I don't know if I've ever seen a running back be targeted 19 times. And I don't know if that's something that the Steelers fans should be excited about. <laughs> We didn't know the entire passing offense was going to be Najee Harris and Chase Claypool. Yeah, maybe like, Claypool I, I you kind of had an involved, idea on, but, but yeah, not like if you're Juju Smith-Schuster, are you looking at this like, why the hell did I stay thirty-four in targets to two guys? That's it. That's a big yikes, bub. I think Juju went down with a bit of an injury. In if this that's one. the case, I didn't see it, so I apologize. Uh, but I at least like missed some time on the sidelines. But you I mean you're right. Uh, you know, Pat Fryermuth, he gets a touchdown in there too, but I mean, he hasn't been that Did you involved. see that touchdown that he I had? Did. So it was that little underneath the pass that Kansas yep. City did with Travis Kelsey. And he bulldozed some guys over. Yeah, he's Patty. a guy that I also really like. Yeah. But I mean, it's uh, it's going to be a rough road ahead, I think, for the Steelers. Obviously, losing to the Bengals, not great. I mean, again, just have to go back to week one and be like, what the hell happened? And that was the thing I said about How did about you their, beat the Bills? And that was the thing I said about their schedules was one, I thought they were going to lose to Buffalo and they come out with a win, but like, I figured they would split every game in the division this year, if not lose twice. Well, they have the Packers next week. I feel pretty confident early the Packers are going to win that one. Uh, the Broncos, I think that can be a good game. I know the Broncos are undefeated right now, but like, let's be honest, you've beat the worst teams in the league. Literally. You've played mm -hmm. the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Jets. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the AFC North is obviously just so good. Yeah, the Browns are still very good, the Ravens, and the Bengals. Mm -hmm. All those teams playing pretty well. Probably the worst that the Steelers have looked in the Ben Roethlisberger era. Because like, even when he was a rookie, it was like, okay, we got a little bit of hope with this mm -hmm. rookie quarterback. So, um, you know, Mike Tomlin usually has a winning season. I just don't – I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I know uh, you had predicted, what, like a top ten draft pick for them. Yeah, I, I even went as crazy saying top five, but I mean – Dude, it's kind of looking that way. Like, they just can't get things. I just can't imagine it gets better. They just can't get in the end zone. It's like they can get down the field, but when they get there, it's like, pfft. like we don't have a quarterback that can move. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough. It, I feel like they have the weapons, but they got to be, they got to get gimmicky. And, like, that's the thing. And I have to always go back to Kansas City, so I'm sorry if this is frustrating or annoying to listeners, but that's what Kansas City has to do. They have to get gimmicky, and you have to live or die by that because you don't have – the weapons or the playmakers there like you want. And I think Big Ben is the reason for it. It's like, this guy can't roll out of the pocket. Right. Like, it's it's got to be how there. How creative can you get because he can't move? Exactly. And if they blitz, it's like, well, he's just a sitting duck. And that's not a very far run for blitzers when you're that close to the goal and line. And he can't throw the deep ball. I, he's just – he's done. That's why I'm saying, like, if you're I don't Mike know. Tomlin, like, I'm starting to look at these other quarterbacks and say, like, is this a better situation if we had Dwayne Haskins in here? Like, is he going to turn the ball over? Is he going to make some stupid plays? Yeah, but he can throw up further than 15 yards. Yeah. And he can move a little bit. I don't know why they didn't force him into retirement. <laughs> right. I mean, you, you absolutely should have. Yeah. But the uh, thing with the Steelers is, if this is the last year with Big Ben, I, I, my only worry with the Steelers is they're still going to find a quarterback moving forward, and it's going to be like, we didn't even miss a step. Like, they're not going to have that yeah. down year. If, like, without well, Big Ben Well, that's just the way there. that it went last time. Too. It's like uh, the year they're bad, they draft Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, and they're just they've always been good. That defense is going to forever be good. They've got so many targets at receiver, running back, and tight end now. Mm -hmm. You need to find a way to fix that offensive line and get yourself a new quarterback. 
But even like a, just a average quarterback, and they're good. I mean, seriously. With an average quarterback, they probably still win the AFC North. Who do you like out of the quarterbacks this year in college that are coming no up? No one. You don't like any of them? Not a single one. Not even your guy from Boston College? He's hurt, so. I mean, I also right. heard people talking about they wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jerkovich returns to Boston College next year. Hmm. Because I think it's a throwing wrist. Oh, shit, yeah. Too. So, um, you know, I like lot. Carson Strong, but like he hasn't done anything that makes me think that he could be a top five draft pick. So, I, I don't like a lot of them. Matt Corral... Uh, we'll get into some Spencer Rattler talk, too. But, I mean, how about these rookie quarterbacks this year? I know. We thought we had a really good rookie quarterback draft class. Yesterday proved that it is not. Trevor Lawrence, just interception after interception. I mean, him and uh, Zach Wilson, they got to have, like, a message chat. Like they're, They've got to be texting each other, like, yo, bro, how many interceptions did you throw today? Mm-hmm. Cool, me too. Yeah. Like, they're tied <laughs> like for okay. leading the league in interceptions. And, and granted – they're rookies. You got to learn how to play here, but it also feels like their coaches are not putting them in good situations. No, Urban Meyer just feels like he's in over his head. Like when they scored that touchdown at the end of the half, and they go in with a lead. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the clip. I don't think this dude knew how to react. He was like, "I <laughs> did, did we really? Yeah. Did, we, like, did we do it? What?" Uh, James Robinson even played pretty well for him yesterday. Uh, it just it doesn't look good. Even at times when it looked good, it didn't feel real. And they get, you know, the kick six return for 109 yards. Like, that was cool. But it also, like, other than that, not much went well for them. Trevor Lawrence really struggled again. I like him, but he really struggled. Like, the Jets, Zach Wilson, they can't even score points. Mm -hmm. Like, at all. They get blown out 26 to nothing by the Denver Broncos. They just look atrocious. This might be the worst offense in the entire league. I know people like to laugh at the Texans and look at that roster. I think the Jets are a worse roster. Oh at my least God. with the Texans, you got a couple veterans on there that can bail you out at times. Mm-hmm. Like with the Jets, they're all just so young and unproven that there's no one there that can create and make plays. And their offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, uh, yep. Bub, you might lose your job soon. Like you can't get anything. You can't score one time. You yeah. can't put together a drive that helps you score. Yeah, and they, I don't want to just maybe put all the 20 blame. points through three games is what they've scored. It's just not good at all right now. And, I mean, maybe it is like, hey, I'm making the right calls. We're just – we don't have guys that can execute. And that might be it because this guy's 33 yeah. years old. I believe it's his first offensive coordinator job in the league. Right, came over from the 49ers so. with Robert Sala. Maybe it's just one of those deals where, like, hey, we're all learning how to do this together, and it's going to suck because anything that you initially start at is never perfect. So once you reach that point of, like, okay, we've got it figured out, we know what we can continue to build upon, you just got to have patience with us. My only issue is, only issue is, issue is, issue is how patient will Jets fans be this time around? Because I think it's all gone with, like, with Sam Donald and that experiment. It's like, pfft. Get this guy out of here. And there were some Jets fans that were like, well, keep Darnold. He just needs a better play caller. He needs better playmakers. And the organization's like, nah, we're done. We're blowing this whole thing up. And then you bring in everyone new again. I mean, they're, they might be turning into the Cleveland Browns where you don't keep anyone long well, enough how about to figure Cleveland stuff Browns? out. Because uh, they took on Justin Fields. And also, how about play callers? I saw Dan Orlovsky calling for Matt Nagy's head. 
Yeah. <laughs> already. It's saying it was like the worst game plan he's ever seen. He played in the league a couple of years. He knows their, what he's talking about. Have you seen the offensive stats for the Chicago? Oh, yeah. Uh, their passing stats as a team because in the NFL, your passing yards are obviously a positive, but they also will take your sack yardage and subtract it. So when you look at their team stats, they had one yard passing yesterday. Justin Fields throws for 68 yards on 20 attempts. He was sacked nine times for 67 yards. They had one total passing yard yesterday against a defense that is good, but not like outstanding. It's like you're playing the fucking Monstars right now. Yeah. Is that the 2000 Ravens over there? On <laughs> yeah. Side of the ball? Uh, yeah. And then even on the, you know, the rushing side of things, they had 46 rushing yards. You had 47 total yards. Justin what? Cook, and Nick I know everyone. Chubb doubled that. <laughs> yes, legitimately did. Like The fact that you saw a game-winning field goal by Justin Tucker for 66 yards, and then you look at the league for total <laughs> offense, and you got 47. I, yeah. I don't know how Nagy is still in the building for Chicago right now. I, I was talking how to, do you pull into that parking lot and go, Yep, we got mm-hmm. something special here. No, bro, you're done. I was talking to one of my friends that's a Bears fan yesterday, and he's he's been pretty level-headed about it. Mm-hmm. He liked the naggy hire. Similar comments. Nope, got to be done with him. It's, I mean, had you put in a rookie quarterback and you don't have anything good for him? Or how about you have a, a great athletic quarterback and you don't have him move at all? Like, you're not rolling the pocket or, you know, And that was the thing action. with Mitchell Trubisky, and everyone just shitted on Mitchell Trubisky, me included, being like, well, he just can't grasp an NFL offense. Matt Nagy can, you know, split it to where here's half the field, here's what you need to do, make your read and go, and he still doesn't do it. Like, that was my knock on Mitchell Trubisky. Here with Justin Fields, it's like he didn't get any options. It was just stand there and throw the football. Is Matt Nagy the new Adam Gase? Man, he might. Do we be. need to look at Mitch Trubisky and like, hey, Washington football team? Maybe well, you know, there's going to there's going to be a team next year that's like, well, maybe we do give him a chance because we saw how bad Nagy was with Justin Fields' mm-hmm. rookie year. My only question: Brian Dayball is going to move on from the Bills and he's going to take Trubisky with him and <laughs> turn it into a, like an MVP. Or I'll something. tell you what: Chicago can get Brian Dayball. Holy smokes, that'd be cool. Yeah, I feel bad for Justin Fields. He did play very bad yesterday. Um, I do think that his coach didn't put him in a great situation either. And then, obviously, Mac Jones threw the ball a lot, but it's they won't take the training wheels off. Like they, no. Everything is just made for him to throw five to eight yards. Yep. We're not taking any shots. We're not doing anything aggressive. And I don't even know if that's the best situation for the quarterback. No, not when you feel restricted. Because once you get to a point of like, hey, let's continue to grow off this, and they're like, nah, we need to execute this and this. It's like, well – they know what's coming. Mm-hmm. We got to take our shots. You got to open up the playbook. You got to open up the field and have defenses respect the fact that you can put the ball at any spot. You know, sideline to sideline, any any point on the field, you should be able to drop the football as an NFL quarterback. And if defenses don't have to worry about you throwing deep, they're going to keep everything underneath. Yeah, even if he's a game manager, like <laughs> open it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, you can manage a deep ball. That's the point of managers. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while, even if you know you're not going to complete it. Chuck that thing down there. Yeah. Keep him honest a let little the, bit. Let the safety be like, oh, shit, he can't throw it 65 yards. There was nobody down there, but he threw it that far. Yeah, take the intentional grounding if you have to. Just <laughs> take the top off the defense a little bit. And then last one for bad play yesterday was the Washington football team defense. Um, 
it's it's not good. You got roasted by the Bills. The Bills are good offense, but everyone was talking about how great this defense was going to be. We talked about it a little bit last week. They had an opportunity here to kind of redeem themselves, and they didn't. They buried themselves even further to where I, yeah, I know a lot of people pick them up on their fantasy team. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this this pass rush, Chase Young, it just it hasn't worked. Not not I mean not year. yet and. Like we've said with everything else, there's a lot of season left to figure out for these rookie quarterbacks. Hopefully it gets a little easier, and hopefully the game slows down just a little bit so we can kind of see what potential they truly have in this league because if not, it's going to be a rough another 14 weeks for these guys. They did hold the Chargers to like 20 points in week one. That was my thing with the Chargers this week coming in. I was like, hey, they're not actually putting a lot of points on the board. Well, Fuck me. Yes, now they, they are. <laughs> yeah, but at that Washington defense, uh, I I thought they'd be solid. I don't know that I was like leading the charge for like, oh, man, they're going to be good. But I did think they were young and had a lot of potential. Uh, Chase Young so far, no sacks on the season. Like, and really, like it's not just – I don't want to sound like I'm attacking him. They're not getting after the quarterback. Uh, we looked at all those first-rounders that they have. They have six sacks through three games. Uh, you would have thought to see that almost like every game, th- them just getting after the quarterback, and it's not happening. So I, that's another situation where you kind of need to revisit if they're even a good defense. They did not look like a good defense yesterday at all. Not, at, like, not one bit. Another one of our great sponsors, Club 609. Check them out for their daily happy hours uh, for the – Rest of September, we're almost done. God, this was a quick month. Like two days. Uh, yeah. Uh, happy hour from 2 until 8 p.m., and then they'll go back to their usual still 4 o'clock until 8 o'clock. The great hours. Yeah. Uh, Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours, and that Saturday special of 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. I think me, you, and Matt are going to be in there for the Texas-Oklahoma game. Are we watching it there? I think so. Oh, buddy. I'm, is that a good idea? It's either a great idea or a terrible <clears throat> idea. There's really not much in between. Well, here. Last year we watched it in Kansas City, and they lost. Yep. It was a tough game. They did. Yeah. I want to say that quietly so people might forget. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should just watch it at home in a comfortable setting. Because anytime we've watched Texas outside of home, they've lost. I don't know if there's if I have any like superstitions on, like, hey, this has worked. Oh, I do, 100%. Like uh, like for Texas? Because I don't. The thing is, this week for Kansas City, I don't know what the fuck I got to do. Like, you know what I mean? Do <laughs> right. this in the morning, don't do that. Shower, not shower. Mm-hmm. Go to a birthday party. Like I'm, I might just stay home. I'm not going anywhere. No plans for the day. I'm going to stay here and cry. Yeah, uh, but definitely visit our great sponsor, Club We're 609. we yeah. <laughs> uh, for their great happy hours. We will be in there that Saturday. We'll probably, probably watch the game. I watch game there too. It probably wouldn't be a bad spot, honestly. No, it's good. a great spot. Uh, check them out for that great happy hour on Saturday. Yep. And then next up, downtown Lou, Mark Edder, and the boys pride themselves on getting you in and out on the same business day. More than just tires and loops. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. And if you're not in the area, just go to downtownlube.com anyways. Check it out. Leave a nice review. Just give some page interaction. They'll appreciate it. So thanks, guys. Definitely. And a lot of college football to end the show for you today. Uh, we are also Texas Longhorn fans. Yep. It felt really nice to hang 70 on a rival, on an in-conference rival, uh, too. And it, after watching the slate of games, I think you really have to ask yourself, how good is this Arkansas team that beat Texas? Mm-hmm. But uh, Texas did look really good. 
Are they back? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I will throw around that uh, comment more than most people will. Because for me, Texas being back <laughs> is being competitive within the conference. Like, I know a lot of people grew up, and like if you're younger than I am, of that Texas era with Vince Young and Colt McCoy. And that, that was your idea of what Texas football was. Throw that out of your mind. Because that was like a once-in-a-lifetime type situation there at Texas. Uh-huh. For Texas to be back, they need to be competitive in the Big 12. I think they can be. And I know that I said I'm a Texas fan. I'm not very biased towards Texas, though. I'm kind of a Debbie Downer. I'm like, yep, they're going to suck again. Yeah. Like, even watching them roll Texas Tech this weekend, I couldn't help but think, that secondary looks really bad. <laughs> so you have to score 70 uh, to beat other teams. But it, it was nice to watch. And then, of course, Bijan Robinson going off again. Like, there have been a lot of players come through Texas that I've been excited about. A lot of them break my heart and don't live up to the expectations. Bijan Robinson, not going to be that guy. I mean, he's just exceeding them. Mm-hmm. And, like his, his ability to catch the ball and running – I saw the screenplay that he had. I wouldn't know if it was a screen, just like the dump off where he catches the right. ball and then he just plants his foot and everything stops. His ability stops. to change directions. And like that Texas Tech defender is like, oh shit, he stopped moving. I'm still am. And like he just goes flying out of the screen and then Bijan takes off. It's like, man, this guy is just unstoppable. I really do think and he's you special. love it. And the mm-hmm. other thing with Casey Thompson, he just brings energy to this team. How did they not start this guy? You want to go with the young guy and be like, all right, hey, here's our future. Like you right. did with Sam Ellinger, yeah. but then it's like. I know. I pull this shit on like video games. I'll start the rookie or, you know, mm-hmm. oh, freshman. Yeah. In real life, though, like I don't even know how it was competition. Like, I watched them both play in the Alamo Bowl and immediately knew Casey Thompson's the dude. I mean, yeah, when he came in for Sam Ellinger, it was like, whoa, there, mm-hmm. there's a difference in this offense. Exactly. From Sam Ellinger. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, he continues to look good. I did see a couple people. I don't remember who it was. might have even been Bruce Feldman. Uh, but I don't remember. But somebody even commenting, like, not a Texas fan. Texas might be the best team in the Big 12. Maybe. I mean, and I, I don't <laughs> want to come off as biased in saying this. I mean, we've already deemed ourselves as Texas. Like, not even deemed. We just are. Like, we've let everyone mm-hmm. know that, correct? But, like, if you, we want to talk about Oklahoma, they do not look like a top-10 team. Well, how about I them don't this know. weekend, man? Like, I every don't know if you single, were able to watch that yeah, game. Yeah, every single game they've been in has been close. Or they've played has been, like, a close game. I don't feel like they've been able to blow anybody out. They could barely score on West Virginia. They've been able to barely score the every every week right now. And I think the biggest thing from watching that game is, like, the Oklahoma fan base, what are you thinking to heckle your own quarterback? At is, a home game. I, I, I can't even call it a stupid move. It's just, it should never happen. And I know I, I had some people even in my mentions, like, oh, well, the backup quarterback's good. I get that. I am aware of who Caleb Williams is. He's a five-star recruit. So was Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. And like, you're not helping your quarterback out at all. Like, I don't like Spencer Rattler. I actually think he's a douchebag off the field. You can go find some of those videos I mean, that I tweeted this weekend. That video went viral again. Again, uh, like him mm-hmm. from high school. And what was that? What's that show called? 
uh, QB one or something yeah. like that. <clears throat> but like and just talking shit to his backup quarterback. Yes, and, and or like even to his own teammates, where his backup quarterback makes a mistake and the drill that they were doing is like, dude, you suck. Mm-hmm. And then he just throws a complete interception. It's like our receivers suck. Yeah, you know why we lost? It was because of you. Yeah, talking to the it's receivers. It's like what the fuck, dude. Yeah. So I've never obviously like. I've never really rooted for him. I before I even knew he was going to Oklahoma. Like mm-hmm. watching that show, I was like, "That kid's a douche." Yeah, I mean, he, he truly he, is. like Tate Martell some, is what he. Like, yeah, it was the back to back season of those two. Was like, yeah. I hope they don't have Tate Martell, Josh Rosen, mm-hmm. a lot of guys that just they come in so arrogant. Like it just, I will never root for that kind of player. And it just so happens that he is at OU. Like there are some other guys that I don't root for as well. But then. I did feel like it was unfair of that fan base to start chanting. And I, I know that Spencer Rattler like came into the season. He was the Heisman favorite. He was a QB one favorite for the NFL draft. He hasn't played great, but he has played the same way he has played his entire mm-hmm. career at Oklahoma. He's still the same player. I, mean, I guess you're angry that he hasn't progressed, that he hasn't taken that next leap forward, but you're not going to get that out of him by chanting, we want Caleb. And I wonder how much doubt this puts in Lincoln Riley's mind now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're sitting there and you're hearing it on the sidelines, and you could clearly hear it. I, I know that people were talking about it that were there. There was like, it was very obvious. I could hear it on TV. Rattler could hear it. Riley could hear it. I do wonder if it puts a little bit of doubt in his mind of, maybe I should go to the backup quarterback. Yeah. Which is great because... We are Texas fans. <laughs> and I uh, I put this out in the State of College Football this morning. I, as like a writer and a, a person who enjoys college football, you shouldn't do it. Now, you shouldn't heckle your own quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's just stupid. But I'm also a fan of a rival. And I'll tell you, it'd be a real shame if opposing fans started chants like, we want Caleb. Like you start it, and then the OU fans join in. And you have a whole stadium chanting. Is that what happened? Nope, this is what I want to happen on October 9th. <laughs> a whole Cotton Bowl chanting, we want Caleb, and then this dude can't even play. So, like, if you're a Texas Longhorn fan, join in. Yeah. <laughs> Do not be afraid <laughs> to start the we want Caleb chance. And let's get this thing going. Yeah. Let's make it a thing. Because it like, really looks like Texas has a chance to win this year. has always taken the Texas, the horns up thing. And they'll turn them down, making it their own thing. Now we flip this shit upside down. We make the We Want Caleb chant our thing. We turn the horns down, back the <laughs> horns up, and we scream full blast, baby. And then you get all 100,000 people in the stadium just chanting, We Want Caleb. And then Red Caleb, side, orange side, don't matter. We're united as one. But I swear to God, <laughs> if Caleb comes in and ends up being good, shut up. Shut your mouth. Scream, we want Spencer. Go back to that. Bring back Rattler. Snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Go ahead and hit that again. Bring back Rattler. <laughs> that, so that's the game plan. We've got two weeks to coordinate this. I'm honestly like, I'm going to try to make this a thing. We definitely should because I'm clipping that out and we're going to send it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, that's what I want to see as a fan. Yes. Totally biased. On the other side of what I do as a writer, like, what yeah. are you thinking? Back to being serious. Don't clip that out. We no. don't. I want to keep this thing rolling. <laughs> uh, but also, back is Clemsoning. Uh, it, it was a, a term that we used to use all the time, and it would be you know Clemson. Uh, they'd be hyped up. They'd be going into a game, and it's like okay, they're definitely going to beat this team. 
and then they would lose just like we saw this Saturday. They, they faced North Carolina State. They should have beat this team, and they didn't. Like I, I, This was one of my picks for the week. I picked North Carolina State to cover. They did. Not only did they cover, they went outright too. It, it doesn't look good in Clemson. That offense actually looks terrible. DJ Uyunglele probably shouldn't have spent all that time learning his name because I don't even know if he's a good player. Really? It has looked very bad. He has all the tools, and I don't even know if it's his fault, if it's on the coaching staff. They're just not putting it together. They, I, When we watched them play Georgia, everybody gave credit to the Georgia defense. of like, oh, my God, you're stopping Clemson. You must be outstanding. Yeah. Now when I look back at it, it's like, how, how good is Clemson, actually? Yeah, and they've lost two games, right? And they're yeah, still they're in the two top two, 25. Ranked in the top it's 25. Like, huh. That's a little... But not the Texas Longhorns, who... Nope. Their only loss is to Arkansas. Yeah, who is now ranked eighth, and Texas just put up 70 points. That is something to definitely just so, kind of keep an eye on. Yeah. But with Clemson, could it just be because they're so young? I mean, they're now... It they're relying on a freshman be. running back. Who got uh, hurt. Yep, a full-time starting quarterback. This is his first year being a full-time starter yeah. in DJ. They could be. I, like, in two years next year, they're still probably going to be a very good team. I, I do think that they're just kind of – they're trying to rebuild, and they, they lost so many guys. Travis yeah. Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, T. Higgins. Justin Ross is back from injury, but they are. They're so inexperienced, and a lot of these guys haven't played well together. Uh I don't know that they'll be ranked much longer. I actually think that they will suffer another loss at some point in this season. It just it hasn't looked good. Or, you know, maybe Dabo Sweeney is able to right the ship and they'll get things back together. But I, this isn't a college football playoff team. Yeah. I know that. I mean, with two losses, even if you win the ACC, like Oregon looks good in the Pac-12, so they're probably going to get in. Uh, but other teams that are looking very good, we briefly mentioned the Arkansas Razorbacks. My goodness, they look outstanding. Like, that defense is salty. And they did put out, I think it was from one of their official accounts, uh, that they're the Texas State champs because they have now beat the Texas Longhorns and Texas A&M. If you do it, you can put it out there. Like, I don't even hate it. Say, okay, you deserve that one. You killed Texas. You beat A&M when your quarterback had to miss time. It was banged up. So, you want to put it out there? Put it out there. You did it. But they do look very good. I found myself rooting for Arkansas pretty hard. In this I, yeah, I did too. Did it Jefferson go down with an injury at he some did. point? He did. He like hurt his knee running okay. to the <clears throat> sideline. They put in some different quarterbacks. The reason I asked is because like I was watching the game, and it got busy handling something else, and it came back, and I was like, yo, where'd Jefferson go? Because yeah. there were where a couple that throws <laughs> that he made that I was like, whoa, that was impressive. Like the one where yep. he's getting hit, and he throws it to his receiver, and he like toe taps right along the sideline yes. by the end zone. It was like, mm-hmm. Which was ruled ref, incomplete, but yeah. Man, I feel like on some of those plays, like, hey, we should just give that to you because that was impressive as hell. <laughs> yeah, like, that was fact, so close that I can't really tell. I'm going to reward the effort. <laughs> I would be fine with that. would be like, all right, hey, if it was – if I was a Texas A&M fan, which I'm not, fuck that. It'd be like, ah, man, that really sucks. But like, I get it because that was an incredible throw it was. and catch. And catch. I mean, he missed it by just not even an inch. Like a blade of grass. Right. It was so or close. Or turf, whatever you want to call uh, it. But it was a great throw. Arkansas looks very good. I really find myself rooting for Sam Pittman, the head coach at Arkansas, for multiple reasons. Uh, one, no one wanted this man to coach Arkansas. And when I say no one, I mean – 
their fans. Yeah, it was like <laughs> no we, one. We hired that guy. Yeah, I was like, oh great, we suck again. We can't even get a good coach. Uh, and now after God, a year and a half, they're a top ten ranked team yep. in the SEC. And like you beat Texas, and I feel like people looked at it and said like, okay, like what's Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's see what's going to happen. But the thing was, like, now you beat A&M, too. They didn't beat Texas. Like, they demolished it. Mm -hmm. Like, in every aspect of the game. Texas was never in that game. No. (laughs) From, like, Even when Casey Thompson came in, it was just like, oh, hey, okay, they scored. But, like, I don't know if it would have made a difference. And then last week or Saturday against Texas A&M, kind of felt the same way. Like, Mm -hmm. their ability to get pressure on the quarterback and stop the run. Texas A&M has a really good running back, a good draft prospect, from what I hear you and Matt saying, Spiller. And they just like were able to kind of hold him to very limited yards, and yeah, they could barely move. And so it's like really looking at this Arkansas team, it's like that defense is for real, because what we saw them do against Texas, they did against Texas A and M, right? And the offense, like, when it needs to, we can get the ball down the field, running and, and passing with Jefferson. Like he came back in, so that's mm-hmm. a great thing. Uh, but when he was in, that offense was rolling. Yeah, and so hopefully you know he gets healthy. Mm-hmm. And is able to come back and play very well because he's he's fun to watch too. Yeah, and they're gonna he's have a the, big old boy. He'll run some dudes over. And I know you have it here on the rundown, but like that's got to be the game of the weekend, right? Number eight Arkansas at number two Georgia. Uh, it's gonna be one of them. Ole Miss also plays Alabama. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, college. There's so many undefeated matchups coming this weekend. Uh, Cincinnati and Notre Dame also play each other. Oh, snap. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great slate of games. I didn't get that far down the schedule. So, I would say that if you plan on um, watching games this weekend, like, you're going to need to get some of those chores out of the way. (laughs) You're going to need to mow your yard on, like, Tuesday night or Thursday. You know, you're going to need to do some of that stuff. Get that honeydew list (laughs) done by Saturday. Yeah, so your actual honey can be like, oh, babe, you did everything. Thank you so much. You worked so hard this week. You want a beer? (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, darling. So, a great weekend of games coming up uh, and we'll preview preview those later in the week uh last little bit of news is uh, had some people asking about this ohio state linebacker situation what a just weird story but also like it's it's not surprising not because i know the player but uh Kayvon pope at ohio state he's a senior linebacker he's been there for obviously a while and tries to sub into the game get a little play time, and the starting linebacker waves him off. Like, no, I, I'm good. I'll stay on the field. Waves him off. He has to go back to the sidelines. And then he kind of starts to lose his shit a little bit and uh, starts to go to the locker room and is like, I'm done. Gets brought back to the sideline like the coaching staff brings him back. He's like, no, don't do that. He takes his gloves off, throws them in the crowd, tries to take his jersey off. Eventually, they're like, okay, to the locker room. Let's go. So they escort this dude to the locker room. And I think if it would have stopped there, fine. Uh-huh. That's like, it's an embarrassment for the player in the university, but it's like, that happens. Yeah. My man gets to the locker room and then gets on Twitter and puts out the tweet. And it's been deleted now, but there are screenshots everywhere. Of course. And it just says, fuck Ohio State. <laughs> From the Ohio State locker room. So, um, to no surprise, he has been dismissed from the football team. <laughs> He's no longer there. It, it sucks because I mean, he was. He was a senior player. Like, this is your last opportunity. I get being upset with the playtime. Man, you really screwed away a good thing, though. Yeah. I mean, did he, though, for this year? Because, like, it doesn't look like they're going to be. Still, like. In, be a yeah. linebacker at Ohio State, yeah. Yeah. 
And now it's like everyone, man, because you really lose your friendships too. Mm-hmm. Like you lose more than just being a player on the and team. Like, like uh, I saw Ryan Day come out and say he's still going to be on scholarship for the remainder of the semester, which is yeah, not the year. Yep, semester. So even if he decides to like stay doing that, you're still on campus. Like you're running into teammates. You're running into the starting linebacker, yeah. uh, Mitchell. You talking to him? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no way you can apologize. Like it's Monday way. morning. You know, everybody's they seen it. Yeah, he's on campus. He should be in class. Yeah. Or he'll enter the transfer portal, which if he even wants I guess to he continue gets the to play, extra year of eligibility due to COVID. Yeah, so and that he hasn't played. Play. Yep four games or whatever this year yet. So uh, maybe he'll play again. But also, I do respect this from the Ohio State coaching staff. They could look at it and say, like, this is a senior player. He made a mistake. Uh, He'll pay for it at practice, whatever, all that stuff that you usually see. Mm -hmm. I actually respect the hell out of him for being like, nope, you're done. Yeah, we don't want that in the locker room. You had some bad tweets. You're done here. Bye. Well, there's also, like, the fact that you're what you did on the sideline, too, like, Definitely probably talking mm-hmm. to the crowd, screaming at everyone else on the sideline. Went too far, dude. That's it, bub. See ya. Yeah, can't can't do that. You're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. And now you're not that guy that's a linebacker for Ohio State. Uh, you hate to see it. Hopefully uh, he learns from this lesson, uh, but he's no longer a member of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, but that's it for us today. And don't forget that great sponsor, at Manscaped. You can use code MikeUp20. Save 20% off at Manscaped. Go check them out. I know the weather's starting to get cooler. Still need to keep that stuff trimmed up.